Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Haunted Hayride Through Time! That's right, don't worry everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What's up, people of the world? This is Mark Gagliardi from We Got This with Mark and Hal, which you're listening to right now, so I don't know why I felt compelled to tell you that. Uh, here's the deal. Hal and I have been both traveling uh, a lot lately, and things have been crazy, and we have not had a chance to get together and record a new episode for this week. We apologize. We know it's tough It's uh, to say and to hear. Uh, but don't worry, we have some some stuff already uh, in the can that we've got coming up for you. But we thought it would be fun this week to uh, play some uh, clips from some of our favorite Halloween episodes with some of our favorite guests. Um, let's start with uh, one of our earliest episodes and our first Halloween show recorded live at La Poisson Rouge in New York. Uh, we are discussing Halloween candy. Who doesn't love candy? It's a big part of Halloween. And who better to talk about candy with than a guy who does not particularly like candy, but is a hilarious guy, a great friend, and a great friend of the show, John Hodgman. So here's a clip from our show live in New York with John Hodgman. The topic, best Halloween candy. Everybody's got candy on their tables. We have candy right here. Yeah. Uh, let me begin with a base question for this. Uh, fruit or chocolate feels like, uh, chocolate feels yeah, like a move on, point. move on. Really? <laughs> what are you talking about? Fruit? Well, Starburst are a big hit. I like Starburst. I'm not, I don't want to disregard all fruit. No. Starburst is something you find in a purse. Yeah. It's not something you drop into somebody's bucket when they spend an entire holiday knocking on doors. If I look, if I were to dress up for Halloween as a child and go to a home and be hit, handed a square of Starburst, I would burn that house down. <laughs> First of all, you were handed two squares of Starburst in a lovely wrapper. Did we? Oh, we didn't even get Starburst, did we? Oh, do they come in fun size? They do come in fun size. Right, because Halloween candy is is uh, unique mm-hmm. in that it is presented in the fun size, which is the smaller version of the regular candy bar or package, right? Yes. So a, a, a Hershey's... A uh, candy bar will be reduced to a, a tiny little uh, nugget of Hershey's or mm-hmm. a kiss. A fun yes. size. A fun size. True. A fun, it's fun, right? It's yeah, fun. It's super fun. Small yeah, things blast. are fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, that's fun. I'm so glad they do that, and yet they send you out to amass as much of it as possible. So instead of getting a full Snickers bar, you get like 20 full Snickers bars if you're in a good neighborhood. I, I happen to like Snickers. Right. But we'll we'll get to that later. Like the just, fun size, just, just broken down into thirty-five fun-sized nuggets, yeah. each individually wrapped. So you're not only destroying your teeth, you're destroying the earth. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> when each bite is wrapped individually, you have to throw away a wrapper for each bite of Snickers exactly. that you have. Exactly. Exactly. And you do it alone behind the dump in shame. <laughs> You're trick-or-treating wrong. <laughs> no, I think I'm doing the way everyone else is doing it. Yeah, I agree with him. Now, Halloween means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some people, it means candy. To some people, it means ghost stories and horror tales. Uh, so, without further ado, here's a clip from an episode that Hal and I did about ghosts. The topic, are ghosts real? Enjoy. Personal experience with ghosts. Mark. Yes. Have you ever encountered a ghost before? Do you believe you have encountered a ghost? And if so... Tell me about it. I have two experiences where I have encountered ghosts. Oh, okay. Um, the first, maybe it was at a time when I was particularly susceptible to it because I was on a midnight ghost tour through Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Um, and... There was, uh, the, we're talking about, uh, this one section that had a particularly large number of ghosts and a home where the matriarch of the home was said to haunt the grounds of the home. Then we moved on to a different section of, uh, Savannah, 
uh, or a different area of this same, uh, a different house in the same area of Savannah. And he's telling us a story, a very sad and tragic story about a, a slave owner who was, was brutal to his slaves. And, uh, and I, I won't get into that whole very dark story, but I, uh, I turned around, I sensed something and I turned around and I saw a woman in a black dress, old timey looking woman in a black dress, uh, hunched over in a garden. And she looked up, looked at me and vanished. And I was terrified. And I turned around and I asked our tour guide, I said, what does, uh, what, I, I did not answer it. It was not a, hey, does she do this? And he answers yes or no. I asked him, I said, the woman in, in the, uh, in the house across the way, how do people usually see her and what is she wearing? He said, oh, she's usually bent over in the garden wearing a black Victorian dress. And I, Nearly pooped my pants. <laughs> oh no. That's yeah. scary. So that was a, that was one. Okay. Another one, I was six years old. I was at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee doing a play. And, uh, I went up to the balcony to just kind of explore like a six year old does. And I wanted to wander around and see what was up. And, um, this balcony was the, the second balcony. It's now where the lights are and it is, uh, supposedly haunted. Um, and I came out of that balcony uh, when I was called to the stage to work on one of my scenes. I come out of the balcony and uh, I push through the double doors to leave. And the double doors open. I walk through. I hear the double doors shut. And then I hear a little jingle jingle. I turn around and those double doors are chained and padlocked from the outside. So I just walked through a door, through a pair of double doors that was chained and padlocked shut. Oh, wow. I will give you one more example. Wait, does that mean you're a ghost? I might be a ghost. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. You can record my voice, uh, and I'll give you recordings of it, like those bozos that hear the, oh, did you hear that? Um, here's the third one. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is not, a ghost experience I had, but uh, just an amusing moment. There is apparently a ghost that haunts the bathroom of a bar in Savannah, Georgia. On that same ghost tour, we were told this story. There is a ghost that haunts the bathroom of that bar. And what he likes to do is turn the water on and off in the sink. I tell you this because it is a, a single-person bathroom. Uh, not, not like a, you can't be married to go in. I mean, it's a one person, one, I want to time. Um, I went into the bathroom and I am peeing and I have never been more scared or alert in my life. I'm standing there peeing and thinking to myself, the water's going to come on. Oh my God. The water in the sink is going to come on while I'm standing here peeing. I'm in the most vulnerable position right now. And that water is going to start coming on in the sink. So that, that's the most scared I've ever been when a ghost didn't even show up. Oh, that's not a ghost story. That's just no. It was just a scared while you pee. Yeah. What a. Oh, I said it wasn't a real ghost story. (laughs) All right. What about you? Okay. Um, I'm going to start with a story about my mother, who believed very strongly in ghosts. Okay. She also believed that in a former life she was either George Washington or someone who knew George Washington. So in our in our house was a portrait of George Washington that just sort of sat on a shelf. That is fantastic. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I share the belief system of my dear departed mother. I certainly Mm -hmm. would like to, because that would mean she was around right now. And I know she's with me all the time. Nobody Mm -hmm. needs to tell me. Um, but one time she was down in Florida visiting family and she went to, uh, they all went out to a restaurant together. I was not there. And she and her cousin went into the bathroom and they'd heard there was a ghost there. And all of a sudden, my mother's eyes started fluttering. So she burst out of the bathroom running, saying, the ghost has my eyes. The ghost has my eyes. Now, Mark, (laughs) do I think that was a real ghost? Probably not. Probably wasn't a real ghost, but she believed it was. She certainly did. Oh, man. And I'm sure she had other stories that I'm forgetting. That's the one that sticks out just because it's the most hilarious one. And The image of your mom running out yelling, the ghost has my eyes. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. <laughs> my mother is not much of a runner, so she probably looked like a stork trying to escape <laughs> from a predator. <laughs> but but like not flying, just sort of storking around because she had very long legs, and in fact played pinball. I'm sorry, did you just use? Did you say not flying, but storking around? Yeah, just storking around. You know how they walk. Right on. Like I feel you. When she played pinball, whenever she was at a pinball mm-hmm. machine, she would do the stork thing where she would tuck one leg up under, so her legs looked like the number four. Sure. She could not play. Is that a otherwise. stork thing or a flamingo thing? Uh, both. Maybe it's a oh, flamingo flamingos thing. are just pink storks. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, you dumb flamingos. You're just a pink stork. Yeah. Stupid what, pink stork. What Have you the, been to the pink stork casino in Vegas? <laughs> Is that the one owned by Mickey the Stork Stork Casino? <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, anyway, do you have uh, have you ever experienced a ghost yourself? I in college got a Ouija board. Oh, or okay. had and and not like an old Ouija board, like just a Ouija board, like a Parker like, Brothers. Yeah, it, yeah, it was made in a factory. Or, yeah, exactly. They could have just as easily put the Trivial Pursuit sticker on that big piece of cardboard. Exactly. Yeah. So we're we're using it. And as you know, uh, or for those of you who maybe don't, when you have a Ouija board, you are meant to very lightly touch it. So you are not meant to – you're just meant to make contact with it. The idea is that it will move itself. The, the ghost is moving it. And, you, you know, it has the, the numbers, the letters, and yes, no. So we were mm-hmm. asking yes or no questions, and I think there were three of us. I think that's how many you need. And I kept answering, and it was like weird, and everybody's like, are you pushing it? No, are you pushing it? And the the spirit, I'm saying this with quotes because who knows, identified itself as a relative of mine. Like oh. a great uncle, something mm-hmm. like that. Did it know facts about this great uncle? It had a name that I'd never heard before. And mm-hmm. so I, like, I was not manipulating it. Certainly the two people I knew who, they were in college, they weren't lifelong friends. There's no way they would have had this information. And afterwards, I called my parents. It was somebody on my father's side and I asked, like, hey, do we have an uncle named what, whatever it was? Julius, let's say. And my, my dad was like, yeah, he was my great uncle. Like, just, Everything that had happened in in the over the course Ooh. of that session turned out to be true Ooh. about that guy. Like real like it was I was in tears after it. Like it it frightened me. It like shook me to my core because I had been so skeptical up to that point and then was confronted with something that seemed that was unexplainable. It 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 it's it it could be random chance. I know mathematically that's possible. But mathematically, the chances of you picking Julius, yeah, or whatever, the or name whatever was. the name was, right? I, I, like I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't have that knowledge. It wasn't even something subconscious in me that that I was like, oh, that's right. One time I saw a family tree, and that name was there, so it stuck with me, and then it came to the surface. E- even so, why would it? Why would mm-hmm. it right there? I wasn't looking for proof. It was more like for fun. Like, let's just see what happens. So, yeah, that's always great when you, when you're at a college party and you're like, oh, this game will be fun. And then you are rocked to your core and can't sleep for three days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hey, if you're going out on Halloween, you know that there's one very important thing that you have to have, and that is a Halloween costume. And who better to talk about costumes than our dear friend from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Paget Brewster, who not only has a closet full of costumes, has another closet inside that closet that is filled with more costumes. This is a clip from our episode, Best Costume, with Paget Brewster. Enjoy. So we want to talk today about movie costumes and what is the greatest movie costume of all time. Now, we, when talking about this, you immediately sent us a list of uh of great costumes some of which i want to start with because they were not on this list or they were not on i could not find they were on this list i could not find anything about them online huh what tell me about these wonder woman 1930s no those weren't costumes it was 
my mom and dad um, were school teachers and bought this house in rural Maine to be near my grandma before my brother and I were born. But the house was haunted, built in 1862, I think. And there was what we called the monster room, Mm -hmm. which was it's now been turned into a guest room. It's very nice. They put in a bathroom. But it was a a bathroom. no, 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 the bathroom's all right. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they smudge, they like wave sage around. But we found, my brother and I found a stack of 1930s Esquire magazines that had, you know, pinup girls, the Petties and the, um, Elvgren, like, you, you know, there were all drawings of pinup girls. Yes. And they ran some of the Wonder Woman serials. Uh, uh, graphic novels, the the comic oh, book. I thought you were talking about movie serials. No, this was the the first boards of Wonder Woman. Wow, were also released in Esquire magazine. Oh, and so that was in my mind. That was what women. That's what I was supposed to grow up to be. For some reason, mm-hmm. it conflated <laughs> in my mind. If you find a men's magazine from from 50, 60 years earlier, and it has drawings of women in it, that's what you're supposed to grow up to be. So how do you how do you think that this this combination? It seems to have worked. This combination of you know uh, the yin and yang of drawings of pinup women and. Wonder Woman kicking ass. It's very costumey. It's a, com- a combination of both of those. Do or do you just saw the Wonder Woman serial panels as more? No, they no they were women. they were joined in my mind as one thing. as okay. as one thing oh, as right. a representation of what a grown up woman because we were little kids right. what a grown up woman could be or should be and it's all very costumey. Mm-hmm. Um, Penoir. Penoirs, that's how it's pronounced, right? Penoir? Sure. The, the, you know, like a, the evening, uh, you know, the diaphanous, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, evening I, gown nightwear. Over a nighty, you wear a penoir. I love that you're coming to me for this. Like, I'm the one who can help you. I know what you're talking about. This though. is the, this is like, the I think robe, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think Gags does. It's like a, it's like a sheer robe. Yeah. Or like yeah, a jacket with, you know, that you wear with a over. feather, or, yeah. you know, at the arms and the, you know a what penoir. I mean? But you that, could see. That was in all of these drawings mm-hmm. of, and also all the pinup girls were, there would be Santa costumes. They were, they were all yeah. costumed. Pinup girls. There was, you know, like a, a firefighter, but it's just suspenders and a hat, <laughs> yeah. and it's a drawing. You're not actually seeing anything. Did you ever try you to wear I mean? one of these for a Halloween costume? I like, am. This is my costume. Absolutely. No, it's not. I don't think I've done any. I don't think I do the sexy kitten or anything like that. No. I don't think I've ever tried to do that. What? Um, when you were a kid, did you have a costume collection? Then did you have like a trunk that had, or did you ever? Dig into the family's old collections and just create. Looks. Well, my mom is a great seamstress. She can sew mm-hmm. anything, and we would go to Buttrick Patterns and McCall's Patterns and buy. She would buy the patterns and you know unfold them. You cut the fabric to mm-hmm. it, so it comes with instructions. So she made all of my brother the costumes for my brother and I. But I do remember at the bicentennial in 1976, I was seven. And she made the whole family colonial costumes head to toe. <laughs> and we marched in the parade in Maine. That's amazing. For, for the, for that 4th of July, the. When we finish this recording, do you have photographs of this? I don't know. Oh man, I would love I doubt to see it. that. I don't know if I do. The bicentennial, uh. My mom made, yeah, I mean, that's family. hilarious. Yeah. A, whole, yeah. a whole family, four people, she made perfect colonial reproduction outfits for all of us to march <laughs> to where in july yeah. You guys, yeah. yeah the fourth of july in yeah. you guys were you guys uh good guys or bad guys were you americans or red we were we were american we were good we were okay. good we were colonialists colonialists yeah okay. yeah so uh yeah so we were good <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law did the same thing for uh for herself and my father-in-law and there is a picture of the two of them uh. in their garbage again she's another one who could like build make anything the whole family is like superheroes great yeah she made so so i know what you're talking about it's very exciting and it seems very hot to to do that how at that time of year were you like i can't wait to take this off and go and be in like shorts and t-shirt or were you like i feel good in a in a costume i do not recall okay all i remember from that event 
is that a picture of me in my mom's little colonial <laughs> outfit was in the main newspaper. <laughs> and it, I, that was my first brush with fame. Oh. And it ruined me. Yeah, you, you never, never turned Look back. what happened. <laughs> Now I have a room full of styrofoam heads. <laughs> oh. Oh, what, uh, what is your favorite costume that you've ever worn? My favorite costume I've ever worn, I made up for Rob Schraub's birthday. I want to say it was 19 years ago. And it, I made up a superhero named the Mighty Hermaphrodite, which now is probably completely politically incorrect. Right. But I had, I stuffed a pair of men's, uh, tidy whities mm-hmm. and wore thigh high white high heel boots. And, uh, uh, here's another term everyone loves, a wife beater. Oh, yeah. Men's undershirt, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, with a, with a padded bra. And then I had, I went and bought an afro. And I made a cape with a big H on it. So it, I think because I felt pretty creative, like I yeah. made that up. Right. Not only did you make up the costume, you made up the character. The character. That involved the costume. <laughs> Which is completely politically incorrect. <laughs> it was a different time 19 years ago. I yeah. was also in blackface. Oh, no. No, 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 no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I wasn't. I really, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was not. <laughs> but you are right now. Right now. Listeners passing this currently in blackface right now. I did want to go to, Gourley was going to have, remember uh, Mac Gourley was talking about a James Bond villain themed birthday party. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I bought a black leather <laughs> 80s belted uh, jacket, and I did want to go as Mayday. I wanted to go as Grace Jones. Yeah, who was on from this a list. view to a kill. About her and later. I, you just can't. I didn't. No. Maybe, maybe I told Gorley that, and I was not ultimately invited to that party. <laughs> he may have had it, but honestly, I think she's so fabulous. Yeah. In in, the, um, we'll get to it. We'll yes. get to it. Um, What's your favorite costume you've ever worn? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it for myself. I made a, uh, I made a, this is, this will show my biases. Uh, I made a pretty darn perfect little tramp costume one year. Oh, I, I believe a, it. I had a, a black tailcoat. I got the great big baggy pants. I bought a proper bowler. Uh, I got the bamboo cane and I went, I went to get as many detailed specific pieces of that costume. And did you as do, did you swing the cane oh, and do sure. the walk and the whole yeah. thing? Oh, sure. Was yeah. it for Halloween? What it was, was it for Halloween? Yeah. Fantastic. How? How? Yeah. When was that? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. What'd you do? I have two. I did not make anything. That's uh, right. But I used to do collecting uh, <laughs> items is curating. That's true. Well, these were just stuff stuff I got to wear on jobs. I got to dress as a superhero once for an uh, industrial commercial for Symantec, and oh. they made me fly. And it was like a cheap looking, purposely cheap. But like I dropped off a scaffolding, so it looked like I'd flown in, and oh, I god. shot lasers out of my hands, which was awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Um, the other time, uh, one of the early ones I did for that company, they put me in a full suit of armor. Like a real that suit of armor? Really Can you cool. even walk in that? Like I've barely. never worn that. I can't imagine it though. Yeah. You just barely walk and it pinches everything because you're not wearing – I was uh. wearing like a t-shirt under it. I didn't know. It also oh. wasn't designed for you. Like there's everybody – there's not like a one-size-fits-all armor. armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this guy was 5'3", but we're going to put it on you, Hal. Let's That's see how That's true it because works. your yeah. armor would have to have been custom made for you Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day when they did that. And mine and was not. No. Not at all. Um, now, Halloween is also a time for movies. Everybody loves horror movies and scary movies uh, throughout the month of October. And we were wondering, what is the best classic universal monster film? That's Frankenstein, The Wolfman, Dracula, all those great old horror movies. But before we got to that, we wanted to talk briefly about some of the lesser known horror monsters. And to do that, we sat down live on stage at Dragon Con with Mystery Science Theater 3000's Bill Corbett, Trace Beaulieu, and Frank Conniff. Enjoy. Can we go down the line and each of you name one of one or two of your least favorite monsters? Just because you and I have been kind of doing this a lot this weekend, Trace will go, hey, here's another crazy one. And he'll tell me some bizarre movie monster that I've never heard of. So uh, I got it. Uh, it's the one that you didn't know, uh, the monolith monsters. It's basically a crystal that comes out of a, uh, a comet 
and its its power is when it gets wet, it grows into a crystal, and then it falls over and crushes stuff. <laughs> and they, it crushes houses. If you touch it, you turn to stone. What movie is that? The Monolith Monsters. Oh, the Monolith Monsters. Wow. Uh, and I think they kill it <laughs> by getting it in a box canyon. Like letting it fall this way and then until it gets into a canyon. How many people have seen that? That's too many people. That is, well, that is yeah. four. I've never heard of it. So you're saying that, that, that a rock monster's natural enemy would be a wall? Uh, three at least. Three walls. <laughs> yeah. The old science rule. Three walls to kill a rock. Never forget. Or paper. Oh, right. fair enough. Right? <laughs> Didn't they have just laid paper up the whole thing? The, that would have solved the problem. The army airlifts in giant sheets. <laughs> the 501st origamists yeah. are here. Scissors were tried. <laughs> but they kept getting crushed. <laughs> Frank, do you have a, a favorite worst monster? You know, I always thought that the mummy sucked. <laughs> As a I mean, why would anyone be afraid of this guy? He's like, he walks really slowly. He's covered in bandages. He, you could easily like grab one of him and just unravel him yeah. and watch him twirl around. And um, I, I know that he's he's unpleasant and not a great conversationalist, but. Uh, <laughs> But I don't know why anyone would be really frightened by it. Well, you know, maybe the initially you'd be a little, oh, wow, that guy's completely covered in uh, bandages and gauze. <laughs> That's kind of uh, messed up. Um, he must have had a radio uh, radioactivity accident at a CVS or something. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and, you know, you can easily outrun him. You know, I mean, he, he walks really slowly, right? He, you know, I, I just don't get, you know, why. And, and I think, too, you know, I guess he's from a more quaint era when, when that, you know, now, because he was basically a zombie, right? I mean, when you come right down to it, yeah. yeah. And now zombies figured out, hey, let's get rid of the gauze. And, uh, and, and, you know, now they can go really fast sometimes. So I, I think the mummy's day is past, personally. Not even the reboot of the mummy with, uh, Brendan Fraser? Cause he um, could turn into a sand monster and shoot beetles out his mouth. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, because like, uh, most, <laughs> like most of the world's population, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> the, uh, the, the presence of Brendan Fraser did not entice you, huh? No. <laughs> Shockingly. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that he could do, and that's smart. You know, I say kudos to the filmmakers for saying we got to give him something else <laughs> besides the fact that he's covered in bandages and walks really slowly. Shoots beetles, fine, uh, fine, good, good. Just beetle shooting. Uh, <laughs> well, you've knocked one of the universal classic monsters off the list right off the bat. Well, it's, I'm saying he's not that classic. It's tough when you're a lumberer because the scariest thing about you is a limp. Yeah, <laughs> they're like it's the, the <laughs> he's across the room. We only have a half hour to get out. <laughs> what are we gonna do? But you're you're frozen in sheer terror. I think that's what they were counting on yeah. that to be. You're just stunned that this slow thing is coming at you eventually. <laughs> but the mummy did make for a great Halloween costume for a lot of kids. Yeah, it, it did. It just had a roll of toilet paper. Damn yes, cheap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, you could say the mummy was just a, a man who was TP'd and <laughs> went on a rage about it. He was killed in a TP. He <laughs> wouldn't give out candy. Boy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bill, what's your favorite uh, terrible monster? Well, we just did one for Rift Tracks that I can't remember if it was the incredible uh, Sun Demon or the uh, amazing hideous. Sun Demon. Hideous Sun hideous? Demon. He was a hideous Sun Demon. And his basic monster thing was that he had really bad burns. So it seemed like a blaming, <laughs> blaming the victim thing. Just, he, he, he got basically like reverse SPF stuff on him. <laughs> and uh, he looked really bad. He just kind of stumbled around because he was in pain, legitimate pain, being burned. And uh, he didn't really, he didn't really have a purpose. He just kind of like shuffled around and bumped into people and scared them because he was ugly <laughs> until he died. 
So that Spoiler. Was the antagonist of this movie? Was that? He was the antagonist? Like, yeah, yeah. Villain? I mean, that's the only one they they had. He was basically like a redheaded kid who'd been left out in the Caribbean without SPF. <laughs> um, but I think that relates to my, that guy relates to my larger bet noir in the, in the monster genre, which is just zombies in general. Um, and I know a lot of you guys probably love Walking Dead and all that. I've just never warmed to zombies. They have no personality. They're, um, they're, the whole eat your brain thing seems like, uh, I don't know, a bit of a, a thin motivation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I've never had it, so I don't know. Maybe it's great stuff like truffles. So they're sort of they're sort of like the jugheads of the monster world. Yeah, that they're driven purely by appetite. Yeah, yeah. if that. I don't know what the, yeah. humans are. Their hamburgers. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, we should I also don't like that. That I haven't seen the new Fear the Walking Dead, but. I've never really watched The Walking Dead, but Fear the Walking Dead, I really resent that title. Don't tell me how to feel when I watch this show. <laughs> I'll decide if I fear The Walking Dead. Just show me The Walking Dead, and then I'll I'll make that. Don't tell me it in the title. The it's original like a, it's title. Like laugh at the Tonight Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their original title, Be Bored by The Walking Dead. Yeah. Just did not fly. Hey, come oh, on. Some walkers Who's not happy. zombies here. <laughs> and finally... Here it is, a brand new, well, not brand new, some of you on the Facebook group saw it, and it is a year old, but we've never released it publicly before. This is our clean slate that we did to finish our 2017 Dragon Con show with our dear friend and fantastic actor and improviser, Scott Adsit. So please enjoy. <laughs> Are we doing a bonus con? Yeah, we're going to do slate? a bonus. Uh, lot. Ken, will you come up here for a sec? All the way from the back of the room. What we're going to do is double up on mic. So I have my audience mic here. And then we also have an extra mic on the table. So if you have a, a clean slate topic for us, you can come up here and you can ask us to our faces. Or some of you can leave. That's all right, too. We know you have places to be. No, you can go. You can go. You don't have to stay. Did you forget your bag? Um, oh, you have one. Great. Uh so we'll start it uh, right now. Every once in a while, we, we do clean slate topics where people send us, uh, you know, the, the things that might not fill up a whole episode but are, are smaller arguments. Am I joining in this? Here. You are joining okay, in. Please. Scott Adson is here with us. We have Ken Plume on the mics. Ken, how are you doing? Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. Uh, so uh, we're going to take your, your topics right now. What is your name, sir? Uh, uh, Zach. Wireless. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my name's Zach, and I'm a bad person because I'm going to ask a best religion type question. Okay. Mark or Hal? Well, Mark, next. You know what? We had this. We did this as an episode. That's right. This is the April Fool's episode, and it was it was unsettled because the settling thing was going to be us going to a pub night, like pub trivia, and competing against one another, which still hasn't happened. That's right. Well, but we will do that. Right after this, we have our super speed, so we can do it right now. Yeah. Oh, you guys, how one? <laughs> Asked and answered. All right. How you doing? I'm Chase. Uh, my question is, uh, David Bowie or Freddie Mercury? Wow. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Why? Great, uh, great writer and amazing voice. Yeah. I was, uh, I, Freddie Mercury was my first thought as well. See, Freddie Mercury wins um, under pressure. Hands down. If that song is a is a singing fight between the two of them, he wins. Uh, David Bowie, though, kept reinventing himself. I feel like Freddie Mercury worked within a genre of music really, really well. I feel like David Bowie sort of kept conquering and moving to okay, different types of music. Bowie. Bowie? Yeah. Bowie. Well, only because Freddie Mercury didn't have the time to do it. That's, yeah. Freddie Mercury would have reinvented himself dozens of times. There was long hair, no mustache Freddie Mercury. <laughs> there was short hair, mustache Freddie Mercury. Hold on, wait. Haircuts are not reinventing yourself. <laughs> Look, man. Music. It's got okay, there's, who wants that, to, That's yeah, why Mark's hair has not changed in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. It's Bowie. Bowie, asked and answered. Best first date activity. I can tell you what it isn't. My first date ever was a double date to go see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I had already seen like four times. Did, was afraid to hold the girl's hand, did not know how to kiss. Were you giving that the jokes terrible. away too? 
Like you were showing off that you knew what was coming. Yeah. They're going to say 69. <laughs> um, best first date activity. I feel like it needs to be something that doesn't, uh, that doesn't require two hours of not talking. So I feel like a movie, unless you're going to go out afterwards and talk specifically about the movie or play or art that you saw. Um, for some reason, bowling pops into my mind because it's a game and it's, uh, there's a, a task that you're doing together, uh, but still having a good time. Of course, you have to change your shoes. Yeah, you have to basically wear like cartoon character shoes. Yeah, I I like um, for a very if you've not met before, like going getting like a cup of coffee or getting a, a drink or or a meal, something where you sit together. It's not too long in case uh, you guys do not gel. Uh, but then if you do, you can extend the evening and, and add more activities onto it. That's why menus have courses. Like- uh, like a, a Nobel Prize ceremony where you're receiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobel that. Prize ceremony where you're receiving. Yeah, ask and answer. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sushi. Can you classify the polling items as sandwiches or not? Hot dogs, tacos, pop tarts. No, no, and no. Pop tarts. <laughs> no, Wait, no, no. Is it because there's dough on either side of a yeah. filling? <laughs> Your lunch was packed poorly. Well, see, no, I will disagree. I think, I think hot dogs. I mean, while it's great to call them hot dogs, and you can picture that easily, it's just bologna on bread. So that is a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh. See, here's uh, John Hodgman. His argument for not being a sandwich is you don't cut it in half. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's right. one of the classifications of a sandwich. And you don't. But little kids cut yourself. their hot dogs in half. Little kids have their hot dogs cut in half for them by parents <laughs> who probably want to eat that other half. Fair enough. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. I can't believe Pop Tarts on that answer. list. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jace and Dragon Con versus Comic Con. Uh, I think there's a lot more cleavage at Dragon Con. Yeah, that's true. True. Shout out to the cleavage out there. They just shouted back. I mean, they're both um, very crowded. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Comic Con would have an advantage as far as crowding goes in that it's spread out around the city, so you can you can escape the crowd somewhat. Whereas here, we're in. We're in a three-hotel habit trail for four days. Yeah, but the habit trail is three. You have to go outside to get to the other two. And a lot of stuff is happening centrally to here. I I don't... I haven't been outside since August. Well, for me, I... I, I spent the I spent the month in an elevator this morning. So that would be my criteria. Um, how are the How are the hotel elevators at Comic Con? Is it like this? You don't know, do you? I don't know. It's a mystery. Do you guys know? Guys, no, uh, I can I'm... answer this one really quickly. We're at Dragon Con. <laughs> I think Dragon, Dragon Con. Con. Hi, my name is Samantha. Hi, Samantha. And I'd like to know the best way to cook your eggs. Oh, you I know like, what? Oh, I know. Go ahead. Uh, a truffled egg toast, which is uh, boxcar bread. Um, and uh, what is boxcar bread? Oh, it's just a, it's a big it's a big rectangular loaf of bread that is, okay. uh, and you cut it kind of thick, and then you uh, cut a uh, you could cut a hole, and uh, and you put the egg into it, two eggs in the hole, and then you mm-hmm. cover that in in um, fontina cheese and <laughs> truffle oil. You had me until the truffle. No, oil. no, no, no. Really? You have no idea. All Some right. people then put asparagus uh, on it. I don't. Um, Those people are terrible. <laughs> but that'll be the best, most tasty breakfast you've ever had. Are you a big foodie and and home only cook? about uh, this? This is this sounds like an amazing dish. I don't think of that as like an egg preparation though. That sounds like a full thought out meal, like, a, like an egg dish. Okay. So, but, so in question? that case, the eggs are fried or they're poached. Um, the question is best egg preparation. I guess they're just heated in the pan. As like, is that fr- it's not right, fried in oil, up, but it's sunny side up or over easy. Yeah, essentially, and you drop them in. So you would say over easy it, because, well, okay, because yeah. it feeds into that dish. Well, I, yeah, I like I like having a, an egg that bleeds, mm-hmm. yeah. and, bleeds and then and dipping. Yeah. yeah. Are you a poached guy? Because poached for me, I like I like a poached egg because the yolk you can still you still get the the bleeding yolk. But you don't get that like layer of wet uh, egg white film on it. 
I I love scrambled eggs because I'm three. <laughs> it has been my favorite meal since I was a child. It, my favorite meal has not changed in 40 years. However, I do love over easy eggs. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I slice it all up and then I use the toast. I soak the toast yeah. in it. Well, I like a, uh, an egg, egg uh, Benedict. Yeah, it's Benedict, I think it's amazing. Benedict is great, but I like it. Do you like a looser yolk, or do you like it looser? Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. So I think that you, loose yolk is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, it sounds like over easy, or I think sunny side up avoids the yeah over easy because sunny, sunny side, side up, up uh, you still get that that yeah, film liquid. Over easy, on top. you get you don't right. get as much of the of the the white film that you don't like. Great, but you do get a looser yolk. So. The best uh, egg preparation is over easy. The best fancy egg preparation <laughs> truffled is egg toast. Truffled, truffled egg, egg toast. <laughs> Ask and answer. Hi, my name is Brandon. I'm wondering what's the scariest superpower a villain can have? Uh, I think Cypher's superpower is probably the scariest superpower a villain can have. Yeah. The ability to speak any language. <laughs> Gross. Threats. Terrible. Asked and answered. Hi, I'm Hannah. Can you just raise your arm a little bit? Hi, I'm Hannah. And because we're at Dragon Con, I'm wondering what is the best Dragon Con hotel out of the five of them? To stay in or to party in? Any, all categories are applicable here. Okay. Guys, we're in the Marriott. Right. (laughs) I checked the carpet. We're in the Marriott. Well, I think it, I think it would be the Marriott for me. Yeah, because it's got yeah. the most beautiful atrium. Yeah. It's got the fastest elevators. Yeah, when when they got nowhere to go and they just go from the bottom to the top, it's a fantastic ride. Oh yeah, it's uh, it was the Hunger Games, wasn't it? Yeah. That used this elevator. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's uh, and it's really pretty. And it's and it's central as well. Yeah, it's the one in the middle. And it's where the it's where the biggest party is. That's this right. Room, the I biggest know. party is this room. Yeah. Ask, ask and answer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, I'm uh, Patrick. Uh, during the Gonzaru, they sang uh, 500 Miles, I'm Gonna Be. Mm-hmm. And now I've always thought they said Dadalanda, but it was sung Badalabanda. <laughs> so what is your opinion on it? Is it Dadalanda or Badalanda? <laughs> I don't think it's either. I always thought it was just da 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 da. Yeah, I think it's that. So it's a duh sound instead of a buh sound. Are you talking about the da 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 It's definitely, if it's if the question is it a duh or a buh, it's a duh. Yeah, definitely a duh. Yeah, good. Yeah. I've got a question as an addendum to that. Growing up, I had a lot of Beatle books, and some of them said the chorus in Hey Jude is... Da 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 da. What? Now that's just wrong, yeah. right? <laughs> it's nah. Yeah, it's nah. It is nah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Zeke. What's up? Um, What's up Zeke? How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, and um, my question is: Brussels sprouts or spinach? Ooh, spinach makes Popeye strong, and yeah, all children. <laughs> I I like spinach in a salad. Mm-hmm. I like it fresh. I also like it sautéed. I love Brussels sprouts though, as like just you can you can't just dip spinach in something the way you can just dip Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts? Do they both smell like farts? Brussels sprouts like absolutely Brussels sprouts smell, like smell like farts. Smell like farts. <laughs> Where you cook and then you think you come home and you think somebody's had diarrhea. In the <laughs> I don't and I don't know if that's a negative or a positive. Um, Some people like that. It's 2017. The one who's, who was who self-described as eating like a three-year-old is like Brussels sprouts. Bleh. It's true. My wife uh, rust. She roasts them, which is good. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I reach a limit after like three or four, where I'm like, oh, that's enough of that. <laughs> but spinach, I could eat more of. What, what do you think, Scott? Uh, I'd go with truffled egg toast. Great. Ask an answer. Ask an answer. Hi, my name's Aaron. Uh, Hi, Aaron. Um, I was given a message by our mutual friend, Allison Otto, to say hello to you today. Oh, Hal. hi, Allison. And since I know her from the Georgetown Gilbert and Sullivan Society, my question is Gilbert and Sullivan versus Roger and Hammerstein. Oh. There'd be no Rogers and Hammerstein without Gilbert and Sullivan, right? Yeah. 
But does, they, does them being the progenitor make them better? Well, there's a really good movie about uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh, yeah, Topsy, Topsy Turvy. Turvy. Yeah. Is there a great movie about the other two? No. All right, done. Done. Topsy Turvy. Yeah. Hello again, gentlemen. I'm Drew. Hi, Drew. Um, so, NerdCred time, what is your favorite or at least the coolest uh, D&D class? Uh, senior year. <laughs> I I like warlocks myself because I like a little bit of damage dealing and Same. I like uh, magic use. But lately I'm playing uh, paladin. What? Yeah, I play a level uh, fifth edition. I'm playing a paladin right now, which is kind of an interesting change of pace for me. But that that's what I prefer. Do you play D and D, Scott? Or I've never you? played. Oh, okay. Oh my God, the gasps in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no one has invited me. <laughs> so the answer is invite Scott to play D and D with. There you me. go. <laughs> That's the answer. Hey, so uh, a little bit on the Mandela effect: Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears. <laughs> This is that thing uh, where there's a collective memory that's wrong. Sort of like the idea that, I forget what actor it is, was in like a movie where they played an elf or something. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, it was um, Sinbad as a genie, which does, does not exist. Right, that was but, Shaq. Yes, yeah. that was Shaq as Kazam. So we all remember. <laughs> Best picture, 1996. <laughs> but it's, it's Berenstain. 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 I know we all want to look. I, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, it's cool. This Jewish couple's really popular writing uh, books about bears, and I'm Jewish, so maybe one day I can write books about bears." So nobody was more crestfallen than than I was to find out that potentially they were not Jewish. They may still be, but the 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 name the name is Berenstain. Sorry, yeah. man. Oh, you seem so disappointed. Just I'm sorry. A, it's rough. Just a little. It's okay. It's it's only the truth different. hurts, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your brand new life. It's a clean slate, tabula rasa. It means so much to me. <laughs> Hello, my name is Joel, Hi, and Joel. out of the four elements, water, earth, fire, air, what do you think would be the most useful to be able to control? Water, earth, fire. How would you control Earth? I, like the ground. Like move, the ter- yeah. Terra. Yeah. Uh, like Terra or Terrax. Terra. The Tamer. Terrax the Tamer. Yeah. There's more. Yeah, there's se- the world's 70% water. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Water. Especially if you could cleanse it. Glad we could help. Ask yeah. and answered. Oh, he looks disappointed. Do you control yeah. Earth? Oh, man. Oh, I just wanted validation, of course. Hey, I'm hey. Grace. I teach eighth grade. And I have an ongoing debate going on among my students. I need you to help restore peace to my classroom. What is more important that they learn, math or reading? Reading. 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 Yes, I'm an ELA teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes a math teacher. Yes, your question. Hi, I'm Emily. And first of all, there is a superhero named Glitch. I searched it up. Thank you. And then, Thanks for paying attention to the show. Yes. <laughs> And then also, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Mm. Um, well, Harry Potter is more accessible, I think, right? Yeah. Um, As a, I, I will say right now, I've not read all the Lord of the Rings books. I've read The Hobbit. Um, I will, as books, I, what I love about the Harry Potter series is the fact that not only does the character grow up, but the, the genre of the literature ages with mm-hmm. the character, which I really like. I'm not... I, I'm not saying that to to choose Harry Potter over Lord of the Rings, but like it's the just prequels, which is really good. <laughs> yeah, the prequels are hot garbage, and then the others are actual movies. But the the prequels go from from uh, playing to a young audience right. by this age of Anakin, and then and then it plays to I'm not sure who. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly um, not Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, I, if, I feel like Harry Potter uh, in this one uh, for me as well. Um, More wizards. <laughs> yeah. But does that dilute them? I don't know, man. An army of wizards, I don't think that's diluted. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter. Is that your vote? Uh, this will be our last one, uh, with apologies. It's uh, this one we're right here, but it's, yeah, we're at time, unfortunately. Hello. 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 I got into a line fight last night. Sorry. A line so, fight? Yes. D&D 5e? Or 3.5. Oh. 
senior year. <laughs> what side did you take? Five. I totally five. agree. That's yeah. what I think. Five. Five. Thank you guys very much. Thanks to Scott Adsit. And thank you to Dragon Con. Everybody get home safe. And that's it. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with all new material. Uh, many, many thanks to Ken Plume, our producer, who I know I have driven crazy all week with this episode. Um, thank you, Ken. And as always, thanks to you, our listeners. We'll be back with new stuff next week. Thanks for listening this week. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Everybody, my name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I totally like well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. All right. Yeah. The secret is out. I, Open Mike Eagle, officially had a wrestling match. And on the next Tyson Fights, I'm talking all about it. From the rap battles that got it started. Open mic. You ain't ready. Oh, really? You cold like oh, some really? <laughs> And to how I hurt myself in ways I didn't know I could. That day and the day before, I got so many texts from people who really care about me who were like, please don't break your neck. <laughs> the only place you can get the full story is on the newest episode of Tights and Fights. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.